Welcome to episode 19 of Informed Aging, a podcast about health, help, and hard decisions for older adults. I'm Robin Roundtree. I spent six years as a family caregiver and now work in the senior care industry with Senior Helpers, a company providing in-home care to residents of Central Florida. With me is my co-host, Edith Gendron. She's the Chief of Operations for the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, a positive approach to care certified trainer and consultant, and a former family caregiver with over 20 years of experience in the industry. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to us, not our wonderful employers and sponsors. If you want to get mad, get mad at us, not them. Before making any significant changes in you or your person's life, please consult your own experts. Today, we're bringing back Tony Peroni to the podcast. Tony is the president and managing partner of the Estate and Business Planning Group. For over 16 years, Tony hosted the popular radio talk show, Now You Know, and he's also the author of the retirement planning book, I Didn't Know I Could Do That. Today, we're talking estate plans, avoiding family drama, life insurance, and even when not to give the gift of cash. We're digging into all of it after these messages. Senior Helpers is the only home care agency offering a revolutionary new way to approach senior care, the Life Profile Assessment. This data-based app is a crucial tool in helping seniors age safely and successfully at home. Combined with our proven in-home care programs and trained caregivers, Senior Helpers Life Profile is leading the way to better outcomes for our clients. For more information, log on to SeniorHelpers.com. For over 37 years, the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center has served as a Central Florida-based, grassroots, nonprofit, and community resource center dedicated to providing support and hope for families and individuals caring for someone they love who is living with Alzheimer's disease or other dementia-related illness. The ADRC empowers caregivers with the knowledge, support, skill, and strategies through a variety of programs to help them confidentially prepare for the challenges that lie ahead. To learn more, visit their website at adrccares.org. That's adrccares.org. And we're back talking to Tony Peroni, president and founder of the Estate and Business Planning Group. Uh, planning group, that makes me think of estate plan. I hear a lot about that. I'm not quite sure what that means. Is it just your will? No, that's the, that's the death side of things a lot of times, but it's we call it the package. Just making sure your foundation is built. Everybody's worried about retirement and how much money they're going to have. Have your foundation. It's almost like talking about your furniture before you even have your house built. How big are the rooms going to be? What are the colors of the rooms going to be? So you got to get your foundation done first. A lot of time we call that the estate planning documents or a will package or a trust package, which is your, you know, what's going to happen if you die? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen if you're alive, but mentally not there? Power of attorney, durable power of attorney. Who's going to be able to help make decisions for yourself financially or physically? Who's going to be able to get your uh, physical information or health information, HIPAA releases, um, living will, life support. So you got to get all the supporting cash together. So we call it a package. Um, and attorneys in town, they got their will package. They got their trust package. Usually those are the two things. It's A versus B. Mm-hmm. Which one is needed? That's based on the kind of assets you ha- have and maybe the size or the complexity of your estate. If it's a second marriage and you're the Brady Bunch and you got three sets of kids from three ex-husbands and two wives, then you better get some a little bit more protection under under your belt. But if it's 
same marriage, 60 years, one child, you might not need the complexity of it, of a full blown, you know, trust document plan. So getting there again, my opinion with an advisor again, that has that knowledge. Now the advisors usually aren't the attorneys. You need to refer to an attorney to get the document done, but the advisor can go through all the weeds and figure out the best option. Then the attorney, then we'll have the meeting with the attorney and then let them draft the document at that time. Okay. So it, it kind of takes a team. It is a team. Yeah. Our opinion, then the attorney either will bless it, mm-hmm. you know, or they're going to say, no, we should do it this way. Cause the attorney is the one with the degree, with the license to actually draw the document up. So then we just have to figure out which is the best plan of attack. And a lot of times the advisor's going to get, get to have a little bit better idea than the attorney will draft the documents. Okay. Does a good advisor and good estate planning and by, by that, I mean the documents you've, you've talked about. Can that truly offset future family issues once the parent dies? Oh, yeah. And you've got, you know, you've got the squabbling siblings. <laughs> I mean, it's a story of my life. I think I'm going to do a sitcom <laughs> is my next thing. I think I could do like a Seinfeld type of show. The stuff I see on a monthly basis and a daily basis when money is involved, I always thought Jerry Springer was fake. I don't believe it is. Oh. The stuff that I see will blow your mind Holy when God. it comes to money. Um, people that show up out of nowhere, fights, families that always had Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter together, don't even talk anymore. Um, money will rip people apart. So yes, if you can get to this stuff in advance while mom and dad are coherent and they're mentally there and you get it all set in stone, great. It always will help those siblings stay together, still live on the family legacy, have family vacations together. Um, there's a couple of rule of thumbs that I'm big on. Never leave one piece of real estate to more than one child. Don't leave two yeah. and three kids one piece of real estate. That becomes a mess. They all got to agree to disagree. Who's going to sell? Who's going to live in it? It's not enough money. It's too much money. There's an HOA special assessment coming. Who's going to pay for it? Um, balance the estate out. But I'm a big fan of only leaving real estate to one person and maybe cash to the other ones. Kind of balance it out that way. If you get, or if you're going to leave real estate, to three kids, how only have one person in charge then? Only one person makes the decision on what are they going to sell it for? Who's going to take care of what? Leaving three siblings to make a decision is a nightmare with, with they have, if they have equal power. Because I've seen it. Even two siblings, it's not worth it. I always tell them, break it up. Let them make their independent decisions on their own buckets of money. Once kids have to start agreeing on money, it's a mess. Should you um, have surprises in your will or let people know in advance what they can expect? If families are talking, then yeah, let people know. (laughs) But the surprises are the ones that they're not talking to. Uh, Um, They disowned a child or the child that's in rehab or something or or in prison. Um, They can cause a very bad sticky moment in there and they can contest the trust or the will. And the trust is a little harder to infiltrate, but they can cause a problem you know, and fight the issue that mom and dad forgot about me. So get with the attorney. If there is some bad apples like to call in the family unit, then tell the attorney that, and the attorney will start closing those things down to make sure that person or persons can't make it miserable for everybody else. Cause anybody can sue anybody for anything, yeah. you know, and cause your life misery. So you get a bad apple child out there that says, Hey, I'm going to go to court and I'm going to sit there until I get some money, then there's the decisions that have to be made. So yeah, you should articulate that to the estate planning attorney so we can figure it out. 
Should you just gift your adult children money before you pass to have the enjoyment of seeing them spend it? If you have it gifted, um, that's always a big auction, especially if you're not going through your money at any fast pace and you have, you know, a nice nest egg. It's always better off gifting the money and watch the enjoyment of it now. Um, I'm a big fan of gifting with no strings attached or you're just going to make yourself miserable. Don't gift with strings attached or you're going to cause a family issue. And I'm a big fan. If you're going to gift, do not gift for Christmas and holidays because then they're going to expect it. Never gift for birthdays, Christmas, or holidays. Mm. Only gift on just to give. Because if you gift on certain dates, they're going to expect it. Then they're going to spend money based on that. Then you don't give. Now they're all mad at you because you didn't give because of bad market. So never gift for birthdays and holidays. Wow. Only gift during for no reason. That they just open the envelope up, create a wow, like you just right. said. Wow. Um, and it's never expected. Okay. But if you do it on those holidays, I've seen families break up upset with mom and they call me. Why didn't my mom and dad give me because the market was down this year. They don't have the ability to give for this year. Oh, well, I I bought a Harley because of it. I was like, well, you shouldn't have done that. It's not, they've been doing it for five years straight. Yeah, but not six. You know, they need the money for their care or they start breaking down a little bit. You know, they needed special beds or they need some, they needed some home health care. You know, we use the money for that instead. So just don't get them caught in a rut. Um, And only if you can afford a gift. Uh, never give your kids highly appreciated assets. So if you're going to give them, give them cash, but don't give them a piece of real estate that has a lot of gain in it. Cause if you do that, then you mess up one of the best tax codes. I believe in our system called stepped up cost basis. And if you give somebody something while you're alive, they inherit your cost basis, what you paid for it. So okay. if I paid a dollar for it and it's worth a hundred dollars and I give you, give it to you, when you go to sell it, you got to pay tax on $99. If you inherit it, you get it at a hundred dollars. And if you sell it for a hundred, there is no cost basis because it's stepped up. You know, your cost basis is now a hundred dollars. So do not give away highly appreciated assets while alive, you know, as a rule of thumb um, on there. And there again, nothing that I say or any advisor that's just talking through a podcast or a radio, they're not talking to you. You need to get your personal situation laid out on the table and then some of these ideas could be applied to you. So never take what you're hearing on anybody until they're one-on-one with you and knowing all your background. Right, right. Get your own expert. We're just trying to point you in the right direction. Yep. So everybody should have a a will, correct, if they've got someone else in their life, like a spouse or partner. Is that when you get the will first? Well, even if you get a trust, a will is part of a trust. Oh, okay. So I would say I never like to use, I don't like to answer any question that says everybody in it mm. because that's a, that's a kind of a question that backs us in the corner, right? Right. But when it comes to, they should have some type of estate planning documents. Okay. Is it a will? Is it a trust? Is it a living will? Is it a uh, corporation? Is it a foundation? I don't know, but they should have some type of estate planning document and I just ripped off about five or six of them, but they need to have a plan in place. Okay. It recently just met with our friend Kathleen Flamia on that very topic, and I sat down with her, and the first thing I said was, well, let's talk about my will. And the, she said, first thing, let's talk about your durable power of attorney. So that was a lesson yeah. for me. Yes. Okay. 
Absolutely, because so. you're still here. Right. So <laughs> yes. here in Florida, the first thing you want to talk about is that durable power of attorney. Who's going to make decisions for you if you can't make them? Dying's easy. That's clean. That's tidy. Right. You're out of it. It's when you can't make your own decisions that you want to pay attention to what Tony's saying and Kathleen yes. so you don't have all of that chaos going on. Yes. Now, is life insurance part of estate planning? Life insurance is startup estate planning, making sure your beneficiaries are correct in them. Oh. Uh, that's a common thing. A husband died. The wife never changed it. Now, the kids, are they even secondary or contingent in our world? You need to make sure. So beneficiaries is a spring cleaning we do right off the bat. We take on a client. We look at all the beneficiaries. Let's make That's free to do. Good four-letter word. It's free to put beneficiaries on stuff. And that bypasses the court system. But so many people overlook husband died. They never changed it to put their kids primary now. So now the kids have to go get the mom's death certificate and dad's from 10 years ago, which is hard to do. And it's especially with COVID right now and everybody's backed up. So it's so easy to change beneficiaries. It's free most of the time with most investments. Keep your beneficiaries up to date. Primary, you know, which is and Mm -hmm. secondary, okay, or contingent, they'll call it. Get your beneficiaries updated all the time and keep them updated. When somebody dies, okay, next in line, move everybody up the line. If not, you're going to have to go grab that other um, death certificate, which is miserable. Want to go back to something that either talked about power of attorney. A lot of people might have a power of attorney over their mom and dad because they're getting old and somebody told them they needed it. And they just went to, uh, let's say, legal Zoom and got a POA, power of attorney. And that's it. They come in here. I'm dealing with mom. Well, I have the power of attorney. I'm like, Okay, but there's no, well, I have a power of attorney. When mom dies, I can control it. Nope. Mm. A power of attorney is a living document only while you're alive. And I've, I had, I've had one child say, well, I have a power. They just kept on, it's like, stop it. That's only when she's alive. If she dies today, that power of attorney doesn't mean squat. Now it's going to probate. You need to have all these other documents in place. Oh. You are right. Either dying is a simple, but it's simple to fix. But a lot of people think power of attorney is a death document. It's a living document. That's the way I say it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of our attorneys don't like the way I say things because I simplify them, but I'm not the attorney, so I don't get in trouble for that. The (laughs) attorney has the legal terms, but I try to, you know, dumb it down the best way I can explain it to make sure you understand living document. When you die, the POA dies. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Critically important to know. And speaking of common thoughts, common generalities. Um, I'm sure you know the name Susie Orman. Yep. And when we talk about life insurance, she has been known to say, and I'm taking her a little out of context, um, and I'm not even sure for older people in particular, um, she's been known to say that she's not a big proponent of life insurance. Can you speak to that? Life insurance has been around for so long and it has changed people's lives and changed that widow or that spouse or that caregiver um, tenfold. So no, life insurance is always a cornerstone of the financial plan and estate plan. Now, do you need it or not based on your financial position? That's different. There's a need, there's a want. We use life insurance to create an estate and, you know, have a light tax free, by the way, mm-hmm. life insurance is still one of the only things out there. One of the few that are tax free in our tax system at this point, no matter how large it is, it's income tax free. So we have some that create a state. Now the newest thing is they added long-term care to life insurance. 
So now you can use your death benefit while alive for nursing home, home health care, Alzheimer's, things like that. So that's the newest trend because in the past, long-term care policies came out over 100 companies about 15 years ago, 20 years ago. About over 100 companies came out with long-term care nursing home policies. Mm-hmm. I think there's six right now. Yeah. Total of six. And the ones that still have old policies, they're increasing that premium every year or two. They're getting permission from the state to jack that rate up. They just got out of hand. Uh, the cost just went skyrocketing. They didn't get their numbers right. So there's only about five or six companies left that offer a pure policy just for a home health care nursing home. If you die in your sleep, use nothing. But life long-term care is the new trend. You buy a life policy that you can use your death benefit in advance for care. So you don't have to blow through assets or the money is there for you. A lot of times you could do a monthly number or they'll give you a percentage of the death benefit um, tax-free. So that helps offset costs and helps mom and dad stay in their home, private care managers, maybe 24-7 care, just different things so they're comfortable. So life insurance has always been a big tool. The problem is a lot of bad guys or ladies or people that sell life insurance that for, for every reason. And it's not the Holy Grail. I'm just saying it is a very important thing you need to look at and you need to look and see where it fits. It has to make sense. But to make a statement that, that I'm not a believer in it, well, I've seen how, how it can change people's lives. And um, I have one right now. Husband died jogging, you know, wife mm-hmm. with a couple of kids. And thank God that we have all this in place and now she can live her life, stay at home, take care of the kids because of the life insurance policy that was in place. So you just can't say it's not there. Now, Susie may have been talking about estate planning, but there's a lot of reasons to do it for estate planning too, you know, which is important. I grew up knowing that life insurance was important. So I was pretty, pretty shocked when I, when I heard that. One other thing I've learned in this position is back to the life insurance policy. If the life insurance policy who's covering, we're going to use the term Sally Elder. Sally Elder's had this life insurance policy. Now she's very, very sick. She's terminally ill. Um, there was someone who approached us that wanted to provide this information to you know, the group of people we work with. And what they did was they would buy that life insurance policy from Sally Elder and give her X amount of dollars, and I don't recall the formula, mm-hmm. and then when Sally died, they would collect on it. Can you comment on that? Yeah, it's a chapter in the book also. There's a couple of firms all throughout the country that's called Life Settlements. Okay. It, it was brought back in the days of AIDS. That's mm-hmm. when this started, uh, that you can access your death benefit while still alive. Okay. Okay. But then it evolved into just to a senior planning thing. So it could be anybody over 70, or if you have a health ailment, you can access your death benefit in advance. Now, most of the insurance companies now have gotten on board that you can get it from the insurance company if you're terminally ill. Wow. You can get a lot of your death benefit in advance. If not, then you might have to go sell it. So rule of thumb around 10%. Now, it depends on what the offers are and how sick you are. Mm-hmm. Remember, the sicker you are, the more the poor health you're in, the more you get right. from, the, from the company. So hedge fund managers buy it, insurance companies buy it, private investors buy them. So on a million-dollar policy... 10% is a good rule of thumb. You get a hundred grand in advance if you needed it. But there again, you, you got the hundred, you're not going to get the million when you die, but you got the money now to go do stuff with. Right. But a lot of the policies today have it built in that you can use your death benefit in advance. If you're terminally ill, that's defined as less than 12 months left to live 
I think by two physicians on most companies. So you just have to find out what the going rate is and, and you can shop them. It's amazing. You can shop that. Now the interesting party, when you sell these contracts, somebody has a policy on your head. Yeah. Okay. That's out there, but it's a tool that if you need extra money for experimental care or experimental, you know, drugs or surgery and you don't have the money, it's a great way to do something with, but life settlements, and you can always look that up or Google it and you could see the options. But, um, there's, couple companies right here in town that actually do it and they'll buy the policy from you. I just never would have thought of that. That's fascinating. Yeah, it was new to me too. Um, and I met with one of the companies and uh, it was pretty interesting stuff. Pretty interesting stuff. And one thing people don't realize, term insurance, they can do it for. So term insurance after a certain time, it just goes away. You just walk away. Well, you can convert that to permanent and sell it. Oh. Okay. If the company allows what's called term conversion, it's all based on age, but most term policies, term life insurance is when you just lease your insurance for a period of time, usually below the age of 70, you can convert it to permanent and then the company will buy it. And then now you have a policy. You're going to walk away with no dollars. They come to a firm and an advisor that says, wait a minute, that's a half a million dollar policy. You're about to walk away. I can get you 50 or hundred grand for it. You know, we send them off to the life settlement company and they do it. So something that you didn't even know you had money because you have old term insurance, you can convert that to permanent and sell it in a lot of scenarios. Now you might not be able to sell it, but the key is at least look at the option. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Yeah. Check it. Um, I've done that a lot, especially people that leave large corporation. They have group insurance. A lot of that's portable and then you can convert it. They were going to walk away and leave it. And Lockheed Martin guys, that's a lot of them. And I go and convert it and they can, they can, you know, refer them. I cannot do life settlements, you know, but they can, you can refer them and they can actually do the life settlement. You know, there's a firm down South. There's people in town that will actually buy it from you. Asset, you know, you didn't even know you had. Amazing options, isn't there? That's why you need someone that understands everything. Yes. And I totally get now why the name of your book is I didn't know I could do that because you know all sorts of things we didn't know we could do. That's right. That's right. (laughs) We've been talking with Tony Peroni. Thank you so much for your time. You're president and founder of the Estate and Business Planning Group. The website is drophelp.com, correct? Yes. And what is your phone number? 407-389-1122 if you have any questions. Thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast, Informed Aging, and tell your family and friends about us. You can email us, informedagingpodcast at gmail.com. On Instagram and Twitter, informed underscore aging. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash informed aging. Today's episode was recorded at Digital Broadcasting's podcast studio. That's it for now. We're looking forward to our next visit.